Hey, ladies out there, we are back again for another episode of the 29 Minute Mom, where we know every busy minute of your day counts. And today, if you are a small business owner, this is the show for you. Or even if you're considering becoming a small business owner, this is a show for you. So I want to welcome my guest, Amanda Ferjewell. Did I say that right? Plus enough. Ferjewell, Ferjewell, Ferjewell. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So you are a CEO of the AF consulting team, which helps small business owners basically become more efficient and more productive. Um, So, and you, do you usually only work with women or is it both men and women? I work with both men and women, but it is predominantly women. I, I feel like I really have a calling to help women step out of all the chaos that is just around us. I think women above, I mean, I don't want to say that we're working harder than men, but we kind of are. We have a lot more hats that we have to wear and there's a lot more expectation that we do everything well all the time. And I really feel like women work harder uh, to dispel those myths and to be different people all the time. So I really feel like I resonate with women and I really want to build women up because we are incredible and we should share that with the world. So true. I was literally just on another show this morning talking a similar topic with another woman. And just, we were just talking about how I wouldn't, you know, okay, maybe we do, but I wouldn't go as far as saying that we work harder, but I definitely feel that we have more responsibilities on our plate. And, you know, back in the day, women were responsible for the home and the children, and now they're responsible for that. And really nothing has been subtracted from that portion of their life. What they've added on careers, full-time work, maybe businesses, maybe multiple businesses. And now that today we have also all these moms that are homeschooling. We have moms that are working from home and homeschooling and trying to work out and making sure that they're like a great friend and a great sister and a great wife. So we are constantly changing our hats, you know, hour to hour. And it's a lot. And especially as a small business owner, I think you didn't get into business unless you dream big and you have a lot of goals and you're, um, you know, a very, uh, what like goal oriented person. So today I want to kind of talk about specifically to those women that own small businesses and are juggling all the things, because when you are a small business owner, usually you wear more hats in the business, just like at home. And there's that fine line between, you know, you need help, but you don't really want to pay for help yet. So you still keep doing all the things. So let's start there. Let's talk about if that's a woman listening today, and I'm sure you work with many, how do you start with somebody that's all by themselves, like a solopreneur that is juggling all the things? That's a lot of my clients. That's me too. I I feel like as a small business owner, as a mom, as all the things we have to do everything all the time. And we have to be the best at it all the time. There's just this, I don't know what it is about I don't know if it's a societal thing, if it's just pressure or if it's just an internal dialogue, but we all feel that we have to be the best at everything all the time. And I think the first step I tell a lot of the um, solopreneurs that I work with is you got to let go of some of that. So the perfectionism has to be something you let go of. And I know it's really hard because you want your business to be the best it can possibly be. And you want everything that you do to shine and show off who you are and what your business is supposed to be. But there is a fine line between progress and perfection. So it's better to just get it done 
and move on. And if you have an opportunity to go back and quote unquote perfect it, but if you, if you wait for it to be perfect, it's just never going to be perfect. So I, I always try to tell my clients and just anyone that I, who's ever asked the question of me, when you're trying to go forward and, and juggle all these things, think of it, it's one step at a time where we live in a multitasking world, but instead of thinking of it as multitasking, think of it as microtasking. You're, you're doing one thing and you're focused and you're hundred percent energized on that one thing. And then you might switch very quickly to a completely different thing, but then you have to stay hyper-focused on that thing. And it's really important that you remember that there is a system of priorities in your day. And as moms, I know for me, a lot of times the priority goes to a small human who is yelling at me and not necessarily at my business. And that's okay. You have to let yourself forgive yourself for that and know that those little bits of, of progress you're going to make might not be perfect over the course of a day, but it's those little steps, the consistency always showing up. And if you can do one thing every day for your business, that points you in the direction that you're trying to go. So even if it's, you did, you spent five minutes working to increase your marketing so that you can hire an employee to take over marketing, whatever that might be, whatever your one immediate goal is, even if it's just two minutes, every day spend a little bit of time working towards that goal. And it will help us take off some of this feeling like, crap, I didn't get anything done today, or I didn't achieve X, Y, Z goal. And, you know, this week, whatever it is for you that you kind of sit down at the end of the week and you're like, I didn't get it done. Uh, I think if you take off some of that pressure and take off that idea that I needed to have a perfect week and instead just say, okay, well, I didn't get everything done, but I did something every day to get me there. And I think that's just one small step you can make. It's a mindset shift. Of, of making progress in your business a little bit at a time. Yeah. I like that progress over perfection. And I think that you can perfect it as you go. You can put a seed out in the world, like say it's a, a drip campaign or something. You can always go back and tweak it and make it better. So put it out there, hit the send button, let that business start to generate, let people start to see what you're doing, go on to something else. And then, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months down the road, if you really have the time to go back and maybe tweak it. You're going to want to tweak your business as you go, no matter what you're going to always fine tune it. You so, should. Yeah. And you sh should fine tune your business. Yep. I mean, there's no static part of business. It's going right. to always be evolving and growing and you won't really know what needs to be, what needs to change. in those things like, say like a drip campaign, you might not realize what needs to change until after you run it. And you're right. like, Oh crap, this needs to go here. And that needs to go there. And this is a much better flow. And this is better wording. And you might not know that until you hit send. Exactly. So what about the mom that is a small business owner? And cause I feel like this is so, um, common. She knows she needs help and it's, you know, time consuming to find help, the, the right help. She's not quite sure if she should give up part of her profit for that yet. What do you say to that person? Is there ways, does she jump in and do it anyways? Or are there, is there a better, you know, is how, what do you talk to? your clients when it comes to that, as far as getting up to that point? Well, for me, it's the risk versus reward ratio. So if I'm struggling in my business, yes, it will be a risk to hire an assistant or to hire an accountant or a marketer or whoever it is. But is that risk I'm taking and that investment in myself and the business worth more 
than, than I'm, I'm thinking it is. So, so to me, I'm a risk taker. I, I, I don't think, I, I don't think a lot of people could have, you could have as many businesses as I have and not be a risk taker. I, I don't consider, I think it's, everything is abundant. I, I definitely feel like there's always room to grow. There's room for everybody. We all go up together. And when I am in those early stages of a new business and I'm trying to figure out, okay, can I afford to bring someone on to take this off my plate? It, it really is just sitting down and, and even writing it out. Can they finish it better and faster than me? And is it worth, is my time that I would save there worth more than I'm spending for that person? And there are a lot of resources that you can use now that are relatively cheap. So if you can systemize whatever it is you're trying to get off your plate and hand it off to somebody else, it might really be worth it because in the long run, as a business owner, your job is more big picture than data entry or, you know, writing an email to XYZ. So depending on what your business is, your worth in that business might be better spent doing the big picture stuff, trying to create the big ideas that are going to move your business forward. And it might really hurt a second to give away some of your profit in order to free up that time. But then that abundance is going to come back to you and you realize that, okay, I, I'm making $20 less an hour, depending on how you want to figure it out, $20 less um, by hiring somebody else, but I'm going to generate $1,000 more because now my, I, my time is spent. So for me, if you're really struggling and you just feel like you're, you need that extra help and that's what's keeping you and you can systemize whatever it is you're working on and hand it off to somebody else, I say, do it, take the risk because you're going to get that money back in just your time and effort, your time worth is it's worth something. And, and obviously if you are just starting out and you're just being lazy and you really don't want to do it because you don't like to do that, they're going to have to put in a little bit of sweat equity there and just kind of suck it up for a while. But if you're on that precipice, I always say jump and, and push forward because you'll be surprised how quickly that investment pays off in just your time and energy and free, what it frees up your, your mind to, to accomplish after that. Do you think for small business owners, it's more important to find like a VA that can do several different tasks or to find people that are specific in one area, such as marketing or email promotion or podcast, you know, backend? Do you think it's better to find someone that can do a little bit of everything or it's better to find somebody that is specific in each area? I think it really depends on what your goals are. If you really are trying to just take off the podcast editing from your, your tasks, then I would hire somebody who does podcast editing. But if you're looking for just like a, a catch-all, I need you to answer emails. I need you to make a Canva advertisement. I need you to do this. Then you can find someone who's just a more generalized assistant. And I definitely do rely heavily on virtual assistants. They are great. They really, a lot of them are extremely qualified and can get it done way faster. Not just be, it's not that they're doing it faster or better than me. It's just I mean, because no one's going to do anything in your business as well as you, because you're, you're the only one who's as invested. And other than things, technical things like HTML coding or, you know, account processing or something, those things are more specialized and they might very well do it faster and better than you, but uh, no one's going to be, no one's going to care as much as you do. But I, I rely heavily on VAs who do a lot of things for me because there's a lot of little things within each business that I want them to do. And I do the highly specialized stuff. 
I hire a professional within that specific field because particularly things like accounting, legal stuff, like I, I hire my professional team separately because I have very separate specific goals, you know, a publisher, whatever. Uh, those are separate people rather than just the general VA who does emails and marketing stuff. What's your favorite website to find VAs from? I, I've done a lot of stuff with Fiverr. I've done a lot of stuff with Upwork and um, Pineapple. Hi, uh, Pineapple Hiring is another one that they're sort of out of country, but they it's a really great prices. So <laughs> when you're just starting out, you might really want to, depending, but again, it doesn't really help you to delegate unless you've already got a system in place because otherwise they're just going to come back with a million questions and you're basically doing it yourself anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't really help to delegate unless you have a repeatable, easily teachable system in place that you can hand off easily. Absolutely. What is the, um, let, let's just give an example to the audience on a example of a day where you're running several businesses and how you stay productive and on task. Oh yeah. The day, well, it depends on the day for me. It depends on whether or not my kid's at school. Right. Okay, <laughs> he goes let's to say, school. Let's, yeah. say, so let's just school. say he's at school. He's at school. <laughs> I have four solid hours that I can do work. So for me, I wake up before my child. I start the day by doing all the things for me. So I work out, I have coffee, I pack his lunch, I tidy up things. I'm a very organized person. So if I haven't organized the night before, I do it in the morning before he's awake to destroy things. I take him to school. And as soon as he's done with school, it is go time for me. And I, the night before, I've always made a list of tasks, things that I have to get done. So it, it always starts the, the day before. So the night before I've given myself a list. So for me, it might start with, for the first half hour, I answer emails starting in priority. So I'll go through emails. Okay, these are the clients I need to go through, answer those. And then I'll just leave the other emails there because they're not as important. I'm like, mm-hmm. like yeah, I've got like 24 to 48 hours to answer some of those emails. And then I'll sit down. Okay, now I'm going to write blog posts. Now I'm going to edit a podcast. Now I'm going to, and I give myself, I call it, it's time blocking. So I have a set amount of time I'm allowed to do something. So I can write for one hour. I can work on editing for one hour. I can go over payroll for half an hour. I go through and I, I, I usually spend one day a week doing all of my ads for the week, all marketing and social media posts. I, I do those over the course of a one hour time period that I've allotted for myself uh, that first day my kid goes to school. And then depending on how well it goes that night, I decide, okay, what did I not get done? What needs to get done? And in the evening after my child has gone to sleep, I spend an hour to maybe two hours cleaning up whatever I didn't get finished. And then I make a list of what I'm going to do tomorrow, depending on what it is. So to me, it's definitely, I batch my work. So I do all the social media on Monday morning from you know 9.30 to 10.30. That's the time that I do all my social media marketing and I schedule everything out so I don't have to look at it again unless there's an extenuating circumstance. And then I do all my writing on this time. And I, and I really have to be hyper vigilant about how much time I'm spending and where I'm directing my time. Because if something comes up, which it always does, I mean, your mom, I mean, my kid gets sick at school and I have to go pick him up or whatever the thing is, something's always going to come up. So if I know that I've missed out on a block of time, I can put it somewhere else in my world and know that it's still going to get done. And so for me, I rely heavily on batching all my activities into big chunks and then blocking out specific times to do it, even if it's only five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. It, um, so one thing I'll say is 
I noticed on your website in a lot of the same tools I use, but I think maybe it would be beneficial to some moms listening for us to kind of mention some of the apps and some online, you know, resources that they can use to unload some of the work that they have to do or to help make systems and make things like a well-oiled machine. So go ahead and mention a couple that are maybe the listeners have not heard of. Well, I think we've all heard about Canva. Um, Can't live without it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know what I did before Canva, no. quite frankly. So, so I, yes. So I definitely rely on Canva for all, well, not for all, but for most of my marketing things, just to get things going and, and to, it also allows me to post, I can post stuff to Pinterest there. And, and that's really efficient. Yeah. Uh, I also rely heavily on ConvertKit or I've also used, um, uh, active campaign and it just allows me to set up a system so when I have people subscribing to me it, it sends them preset templates and I, yes I had to to do that or a VA yeah. had to do that but uh, it, it sets you up to automate a lot of your um, your business and I do I do subscribe to QuickBooks I am a huge QuickBooks person I like I to love QuickBooks oh my god I love QuickBooks it's almost an obsession I, I just same Take a picture, yeah. scan it in. Here's this expense. And I try to explain it to Love people it. and they're like, you're weird. I'm like, no, QuickBooks is no. awesome. It's very rewarding. It is. And it's very, I mean, I like the little, I like the little reports and shows yeah. you all the things. Uh, then I use IFTTT a lot, which is if this, then that. And that kind of pushes social media from one thing to another. So let's say I, I post on- I don't know this one. What is it? Oh, I love IFTTT. Okay. And there's a free version and a pro version. I just actually have a free version. I don't even okay. bother with the pro. Um, but basically, so let's say I post a picture to Instagram and I give it the hashtag AF consulting team. The, the app tells it, okay, so now that she's posted that in and in the app, it says, okay, she posted to this. So now anytime that I have a post that has the hashtag AF consulting team, I'm going to post that piece of social media into a different platform that I've designated. So Twitter or whatever, and it will post it in their format. So it's not like it has an Instagram ha like code on it. It's, it's going to be posted in their native picture. So it's like when you go to Twitter and you see, there's like a link to a picture that's an Instagram, like you don't want to see that it actually will repost the picture separately that's on fabulous. their platform. Love IFTT. I love that. Okay. And then Buffer is another one I use. Uh, and that's, I actually just upgraded to the pro because I have multiple businesses that I use it for and I just needed more. But Buffer basically lets you set up a queue. So I'm going to post 20 different social media posts in one, and then it will just sign up queue up and it will go to your Google plus and it'll go to your Instagram and it just kind of filters through and it, I can delay stuff. So sometimes I have a generic, uh, a generic post, something that's just more of a fact, not necessarily a time sensitive thing. I'll put it in buffer. So maybe it posts on Facebook at the beginning of May, and then it posts on Google plus at the end of May. And so it just gives you, it doesn't really necessarily more content, but sometimes you just need to fill in the gaps. Yeah. Um, so it really lets you, yeah, repurpose it for sure. Yeah. And then I also use later, which is an Instagram scheduling tool. Um, so that's another one that I'll use in there, but mostly I use IFTTT and Buffer when it comes to scheduling out social um, media. Social media, and then I, I for SEO, I know there's a lot of I have a lot of companies work with blogging, and and everyone sort of thinks like blogging isn't really a thing anymore. But if you have a website, you basically have a blog. There's all the SEO you need to do, and I use Rank IQ. Uh, it is it is something I have to pay for, which is nobody's favorite thing, but it really helps optimize. 
um, what you're typing, what you're writing and, and just sort of restructure some things so that SEO catches on faster, which is, mm-hmm. we all want to rank higher. Right. I mean, that's sort of um, a given, <laughs> the goal for sure. Uh, for writing, I use Grammarly. I can't live without Grammarly. Love it. I, and there's only like one thing I don't like about it, but I, I love it because it just will catch things so much faster. And I don't know why my spell check doesn't catch these things, but Grammarly does. So yeah. that's highly recommend that. And just so um, everybody listening understands, like originally I had gotten that just to do like when I'm writing book, but honestly, it will, you, it will pull up edits on all, like basically anything you're on the web. If you're writing yeah. on the internet, it's going to correct you. And it's so helpful. It like yeah. basically is like this little magician in the corner. That's like, you don't want to send that with that error and look like yeah. a fool. So I'm going to help you. <laughs> you might rethink that semicolon. Here you go. Yeah. It's love, yeah. love. And I actually, when I, when I wrote my book, I put it all, I wrote it all online just so that it would, so Grammarly would come up. I originally wrote it on a document, but I transferred it. Cause I was like, I want to make sure yeah. before I send this off to the editor that it's yeah. correct. Exactly. Um, uh, for, I mean, I definitely use a lot of, of stock photography. Uh, so I use Pexels a lot. I use, um, she bold stock is a, is a company that's a very bright and happy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Do you ever use unsplash. Oh, unsplash too, for sure. Unsplash. Yeah. yeah. I definitely use that one. Um, if I'm looking, if I'm working with a client who's trying to figure out color schemes and branding, and I think a lot of people, that's a, a, an important part. I mean, it's the pretty and fun part of your business. Mm-hmm. I work with a, an app or a website called coolers and it basically will design a color scheme for you. So you can type in like, Oh, I like this, these two colors, what other two to four or three colors will look right yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, that's good. I just found out about hex code finder too, where you oh, yes. pull up colors in a photo and things like that. If you like already like the look of something and it can, that can help you narrow down your brand colors. Yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Very cool. So yeah. w- just real quick, tell us what your other businesses are besides AF consulting team. I know I've got quite a few. So, uh, obviously AF consulting team is the one I sort of love the most. Um, I don't know if I love it the most. I just love working with it. Mm-hmm. I also own a dance studio, two dance studios in Hawaii. And I run that. I have run one of them with a partner and she's there. And I also own a burlesque dance troupe and company uh, in Hawaii as well. I have three other partners. And then I have a new enterprise that I have with a, a friend of mine who's or a coworker who's in Thailand. And she and I wrote a book and we have a company that's um, our book comes out next month. And we called? are, it's called The Pursuit of Badassery, How I to Create it. Badass Business Abundance. It is, well, it's awesome, obviously. I love yeah. it. So that's cool. It, yeah, it comes out next month. And, and we have a business that we are setting forth just to um, teach women and, and mostly women, but you know, men too. There's nothing, nothing wrong with men, but women <laughs> mostly uh, just how to step out of the fear and that negative mindset and scarcity and just be the awesome, amazing business woman that you're meant to be. So we, business person you're meant to be. So we're, we're really excited about it. And uh, I also own a clothing brand and, and sort of lifestyle brand. I've got a costume, a costuming company. There's a lot of just random things that I do all course of the day. <laughs> you know. I know the feeling. Did you, were you a dancer? 
I was a terrible dancer, but I, I was a dancer. Yes. Okay. I was never a professional, but a dancer. Yes. I was a dancer for a long time. That's why I asked you look like a dancer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but no, I, I was, I always, we always joke with my burlesque uh, company, the three other women who I run it with, they are all extraordinary dancers. And I'm like the crappy ballerina. I was <laughs> never a very good ballerina, but you know, what are you going to do? That's awesome. Well, tell everybody listening, if they want to work with you or find out more about you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? The best way is to reach out through my website, which is afconsultingteam.com. I'm also all over social media, same handle. And uh, I definitely encourage people to reach out if you have questions. I love to give away advice. <laughs> it's kind of my negative. I, I always just give away stuff for free. So I'm happy to help people. I, I want to see people grow. So if anybody is out there looking to grow their business, I'm happy to help. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Amanda, for being on the show today and best of luck with all of your endeavors. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate it. And thanks to everybody listening today. If you love the show, make sure you go on and leave us a review or leave us a comment. We'll be sure to share it with Amanda. We'll have all of your links in the show notes. And thanks so much, everybody. Have a wonderful day.